1: What up everybody? It's Wells P. I'm the guest this week on Kicks and Shit, so make sure to check it out.
2: What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Gerard, and your girl, Gabby. We are back. Episode 47 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Ba, 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 ba. You like that? That's
0: like the most animated one yet. I mean, I think at the end of the year, we need to do a compilation but like an auto tune, you know, when it was like hide yeah. your kids, hide your wives, and there was like a remix of that. I think we need like the motherfucking remix of you doing the trumpets and then ending it with our favorite cipher sounds. Don't, don't get gassed.
2: <laughs> we gonna find you. Yeah, we gonna, I'm gonna put all the all the cool uh, social media memes and things from all the play last thirty years.
0: years. If we do a compilation of all the horns, no one's gonna be looking. Respectfully.
2: Respectfully. Anyway, how are you? what's going on in those streets? Oh Gerard. <laughs> you're working you're okay. working hard over there. You're you're you are we are you are you allowed to tell the world like what you do for a living or are you still kinda um, like, nah, I'm not really trying to put that out
0: there. So, you know, I'm not trying to like put myself on blast like that. <laughs> okay, you know, your okay. girl's gotta maintain a little bit of secrecy. Okay, okay. Um you know, I was made for the streets, and what do they say? Snitches get stitches. So snitches do
2: get stitches. And you know, I don't know what
0: happens at my job now that I'm part of this corporate life? But they, you know, they also say, say real.
2: Life. You know, they, you know, <laughs> you know what else they say? Real G's move in silence. That's what they also say.
0: I mean, you know, I'm a real G.
2: <laughs> that's true. We are already off the rails. <laughs> G A B O L O U S. You know what
0: I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
2: Nope. Nobody. Oh yeah, I
0: went there. That's what happens, Gerard, when I have way too much coffee and not enough sleep. I
2: mean, I think those. Oh both man! Uh... Shout, sh- sh- shouts to Fab, man. Oh, that was that was nice. I like to sh- shouting him out right there, even though it was, this was months ago. Oh, it was, it was last year? Didn't happen in last year. The Fab Jadakiss Kiss versus was that last end of last year or beginning of this year?
0: I mean, it all blends the same. I, I call it like post pandemic or like pre-corona, like
2: it was. It was during the pandemic. I know that. Well, yes, because we're still in the pandemic. It was last so. year. Okay, no, it was last like year. Like end of last, last year, though, be- right? Yeah, I like guess end of last year. Anyway, that was. I mean, sh- sh-
0: post beanie man. That's all I remember. <laughs> after be- the beanie man versus post which beanie, man. legendary. I was like, that's all of our COVID bodies on display with beanie man, like that was like one of the best ones by the way no, so I don't was, appreciate it it was, it was excellent
2: free. verses by the way what a fantastic idea and really awesome. you, you get some fantastic moments great memes from there um, I remember guys when the when the Jadakiss Fab uh, verses was happening Gabby's sending me like IG uh, pics of like oh remember that time that I hung out with the Locks? yeah I'm the third member I'm uh, the kosher uh, Lox <laughs> absolutely
0: happy Passover Chaxa-Mas to all of our Jewish friends listening all two of you. Thank you for tuning
2: in. We appreciate y'all. And folks, yes, of course I know there are already three members of Locks, but it, of the locks. But in that photo, only Jada and Styles were there. Sheik was not present. So Gabby was the third member of the locks in that photo. Because she said she's the coach of
0: the grevlocks?
2: No, I'm just kidding. No, no, we're no, no. All right, we're gonna
0: stop right there. We're gonna we're gonna drop that thing down, flip it in reverse. Ugh. Gerard, how are you doing in these streets?
2: Uh, you know, okay. It's 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 weather's changing. It's um Passover Easter weeks, like where this is the, the the period that we're in right now, uh which means spring is trying to sprung spring spring is sprung. Whatever spring is trying to get here. Um, it really ain't.
0: I mean, it's you know, it's it's. I
2: mean, it's trying. It's, it's trying. my
0: favorite season, Gerard. You know what season that is.
2: Bike short and ankle weight season. <laughs>
0: Just bike short season. All right, let's, let's not get carried away. You know. You
2: would see you yeah. were you were so high on the ankle short ankle shorts, the ankle weights last year that oh, I, oh, come on, bring them back. On. Ankle
0: weights are still a vibe, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they are. They have to be treated independently oh, of each enough. other. You know fair what enough. I mean? Like you can wear ankle weights all winter long. You right, cannot sure. wear bike shorts all winter long. Certainly
2: so. not. So you're not in, in, not these, in these streets. It's- not 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 with all the snow and the and the sub the sub temperatures we were having this winter, Ankle bike shorts would have not been uh, appropriate at no. all. <laughs> no,
0: Mama gets cold,
2: so <laughs> you know we just mentioned uh, Passover and Easter. Yeah, I mean, some strange things have been happening in the sneaker world.
0: Well, a- holy holy hell, Gerard. That's all I gotta say. You know what I mean? And honestly,
2: I'm not even gonna say strange. All right, it's just things. So, little Nas X, who you folks know, right? uh music recording artist superstar, uh, released a pair of not a pair. Well, yes, a pair of Nike custom shoes that apparently have human blood in the soles. Right. And they're red and everybody's like, oh, my God, the sa- the satanic worship. And it's like, see, it actually was brilliant because here's what I think this all is. Timing the release to happen now during Holy Week is perfect because he knows all the religious right wing nuts are going to go crazy when they see this. What's that going to do? Generate interest. Right. It's it's just it's brilliant. It is so it's just come on, folks. Do you not see when the okie doke is being pulled right in front of you like they're just doing it? It's happening. And now the whole world's in an uproar and things are going crazy. Nike's got to distance itself. They just sued the, the company that Nasdaq's is working with to be like, we have nothing to do with these shoes. And it's true. Nike, these aren't a Nike release at all.
0: No, I know. I, I love that you bring it into like the right wing sphere. I think this is like most of the wings. <laughs> except for like the crazy people. Like these is bloody shoes, y'all. Like the, the great poet Cardi B, okay?
2: Cute, drop that in Hugh,
0: right
2: there. This is bloody but, shoes.
0: I just like the thing that's so fascinating about this one, right? Is like people are up in arms. There's been like quote unquote bloody shoes, you know, like the Freddy Krueger dunks, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. other pairs out there that have like taken a nod to this. But I just, I think it's so funny because it is like Holy Week to your point, Gerard. That's far, part of it. But the fact that Nike went to issue a statement, that's the piece for me that I find the most fascinating because I've had friends send me this because the custom aesthetic of these shoes, isn't that wild. I mean, minus, minus the blood. Yeah, but, of course. You know, but for the most part, like a lot of customs, you can tell that they're custom. So Nike doesn't necessarily feel like they need to issue a statement whether they're offensive or otherwise. But the fact that these kind of look like the undefeated '97s, they they might be. I mean, they they might have been custom for that, you know. Um, and that there's nothing crazy with the actual design, but it's the messaging. That's what I think is so fascinating about from a brand perspective, Nike getting involved, because the average person who doesn't necessarily know how big the custom game is, I had a few of those friends send pictures of these sneakers to me being like, what do you think? Like, I can't believe Nike's behind this.
2: And you're like, no, Nike's not behind it.
0: Right, like this is another custom shoe. Like, I don't think twice about it. You don't think twice about it. It's just very fascinating that that's the direction that this has gone. (laughs) Not that like the Pope is on his way. Or an exorcism of some person. <laughs> exorcise them demons. You know what
2: I mean around these kicks. So, oh man, it, it's interesting because I've I've been seeing a little bit of the stuff that Lil Nas X has been posting, and you know, the things that have been done in the world in the name of religion have been quite abhorrent over the history of time. Right, like people fight wars, murder people, and do all sorts of horrendous things all behind religion. Right. I mean, it, just mm-hmm. this isn't I'm not breaking news. This is history. Look it up. <laughs> right? And I think it's so interesting that Lil Nas X is in so many points he's like, cause he's getting a lot of negative messaging on social media, again, from those who are right wing and those who are what they consider themselves Christian and you know God worshiping and very and very religious. And it's like, yo, aren't religions all about like love and tolerance and like uh, it, at least that's the message you say right when you when, you, when you're when you talking to people but the things you say to this dude like those don't seem very loving or tolerant or include they don't sound like that at all they sound very an- anti that right the complete opposite which is what i find so funny about organized religion this is not a, a podcast about organized religion i just think it's funny the mixed messaging right it's like yo like if God is this like all loving, whatever, like, wh- wh- what's this stuff then? Like, wh- wh- why are we why are we going nuts on this side?
0: Well, I think that's why it's such a weird dichotomy, right? It's like these sneakers say to like Satan, "Can you kick it?" Yes, he can. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just like doesn't it doesn't make sense to me on so many levels. But that's why it's so great. Like, you know, if like American Horror Story did a Nike collab that looked literally exactly the same because Mm -hmm. they've had similar logos Mm -hmm. on some of their shows great Mm -hmm. show by the way you know it's wonderful um i don't think people would be up in arms i think the blood piece first of all i I have so many questions about this (laughs) that you know we would need a separate show i mean i feel like we say this every week but whose blood is it is it human blood
2: so apparently the designers who worked on it from the company that's being sued by nike they each of them like pricked their hand, and it's it's from it's from those people. The Brothers. I, I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's
0: me you, Gerard. I go to the doctor to get my physical once a year, and. Let me tell you no finger prick is filling up blood for 666 <laughs> pairs of shoes my friend I, I, I I that's a human sacrifice kind of shit so <laughs> i don't know
2: you need, you need to get like a, a legitimate uh you know a nurse or phlebotomist there to actually drain like some test tube vials of blood right like that's that's how that would work i would guess if you wanted to fill and up
0: even still so, i'm a hard stick my veins are scared so i don't <laughs> think i would, i think i'd have to bleed out to be able to fulfill like a 100 of those shoes
2: we we have taken such a dark turn talking about this yeah, welcome
0: it, to the kicks and shit
2: show
0: guys <laughs> it's a family show yeah right real
2: but it, it just it, it's all just funny to me and like again it's just people don't see when like the game is being like done right in front of them right it's like it, it but that's where we are right now because that's what that's how society works something happens Immediate reaction and then right and, and it's just, and it feeds the, the the endless loop cycle. This is this is the game, right? And it's like people, you don't have to play in the game if you don't want to, right? It's like it's not a big deal. It's some shoes. Now,
0: like, I agree. I, the one thing that I do think is really interesting, like the more and more I think about it, and like I've gotten the I've gotten I've read the articles, you and I have talked about this offline. I just I just think it's so funny because they're in a world of so many collabs that like barely get the time mm-hmm, of day. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating, like, from a PR standpoint. Like, who produced this? Chris Jenner? Like, I, it's fucking brilliant. Like, oh, everybody yes. is talking about it. Yes. Like, is Lil Nas even that relevant right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, I got <laughs> the horses in the back that are... I don't even know what they're doing back there. But, you know.
2: No, I... I mean, it's just
0: very interesting for so many reasons yeah. to me. You know, I love
2: the, the PR score yeah. around
0: it. Right.
2: I, I think, again, Gabby, it's just... If it, 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 this... Let's say if this happened... I don't know, in the middle of like July or wh- I don't know that it's like that big of a deal. But again, I think the Holy Week component really was a it's a brilliant timing because this is the uh-huh. most important week for people who identify themselves as Christians. Right. Like you got Good, Good Friday. Right. You got Easter Sunday. You know, all it's all coming up. This is. It's brilliant to do that this week Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's going to create a reaction from that grouping of people. Right. And so, you know, again, kids, the game, the game is the game. Right. Like someone said it a million years ago. I don't I don't I don't know who to attribute it to, but no press is bad press. Right. Like or, or all press is good press. Right. Like it's. Once people are talking about you, that is ultimately what you want.
0: That's how you know you made it. Right. We all got raptured by this (laughs) new story this week. Look
2: look, look at you dropping in rapture there. I see what you did there.
0: I see you there. And I watched Dogma last week. It's a
2: classic. I I, I watched Dogma last week. (laughs) Oh man, it's anyway. Well, I'm sure we'll see more Nike. You know, and I think Nike, for for their part, honestly, Gabby, it was the pressure from. Again, the religious right and the fear that, oh, what if they boycott? But like, we talk about all the time Nike, I mean, look, if y'all can weather like terrible manufacturing stories about conditions in like, you know, uh, Asia, and like, I, I think, I think you'll be all right. Like, I think I think you'll be fine. Like I really like, was do.
0: West Coast Joe, like behind the scenes, making this one is that's what is that what's happening here? Yeah, he's because, like, I, mean, I think he's had a tough year with some press. So you know, I just I think they're like, get us as far away from this as possible. We have enough to deal with. <laughs> We're trying to figure out our distribution channels. We're doing surprise drops on sneakers apps. So shouts to those who actually got lucky.
2: Mm-hmm, saw those today. today yeah. Got mm-hmm. their
0: hands on some of those fire like, pairs.
2: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I just think it's fascinating that he's like, nah, we have. (laughs)
2: We want nothing to do with this. Well, folks, um, that's all for our sort of like catch up in the news. But don't go away because we have a very, very special guest coming up next. I think, I mean, all our guests are special and we know you love all of them. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. Not just because it's a a different perspective and it's somebody who, you know, OG in a sneaker game. He's got connections to athletes, entertainers, um, you know. And he has a special little friend that he may I or may not, uh, you know, bring on the show. So you have to it's, stay it's tuned. It's
0: just a surprise that you've been talking about for like days, Gerard. Gerard keeps saying like I have a surprise <laughs> and dropping little hints everywhere. I'm like, I mean, you, you guys know your girl's a child. So yes, she I, loves I don't do well with surprises. No, she's, trying to, fix, she's trying to figure them out.
2: She keeps asking questions. I, I will say this. I know you are going to swoon may be strong but i think you're going to it's going to touch and pull at your emotional heartstrings so i'm looking forward to you seeing <laughs> what our special Rob guest Hiders is bringing Extra.
0: that's all i gotta say i feel like i know where we're going with this but i'm hyped for it whether
2: i'm correct or not R- for life <laughs> anyway folks stay tuned we'll be back with our special guest peace Happy. what's good everybody we are back gabby we're not alone We are joined by OG sneaker guy, marketer, (laughs) DJ, wait, and most important title that he is, he, he doesn't even know I'm gonna say this, father to the most adorable French bulldog in the history of the world, Kai. Uh, our guy Wells P. What's up, Wells? <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing?
1: Thanks
2: for having me. Good, good, good. Uh, Gabby, Wells's dog Kai is like. I mean, first of all, Frenchies are like. I mean, they're so cute, and this dog is just like. Oh my God, puppy. Do you uh, got- go gym real quick yeah
0: I, I was gonna say i have so many questions already okay. you i'll just get the them yeah a yeah, yeah. listen my head is swirling right now i'm like is it named dr cobra kai <laughs> go so like, this, this is now we're off the rails already we're <laughs> off the rails at the beginning of segment too guys
2: listen it's fine it's all good listen this is we are we're not just a sneaker show i mean yes it's kicks of course that's in the title but there's also an and shit right like there's other stuff.
0: Hopefully not dog shit, but well, you know,
2: just yeah. Well, Kai, Kai's a puppy, so hopefully uh, Kai's, you know, Kai might be getting some house training, so Kai might be doing I'm a little sure. bit of uh, Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Hello, Kai. How's it going? Nice <laughs> see, uh, <laughs> she a wave? My <laughs> heart with a little wave.
0: Is he named after Cobra Kai?
1: No, no. So it's kind of hard to see because it's a little dark, but his eyes are blue. Yes. So in hawaiian it's uh, kai is for ocean for like water huh. so that came to me when i saw him i was like he has blue eyes and then kai came to me
2: oh my goodness how old um, i love him
1: how old,
2: yeah. how old is kai
1: kai will be 12 weeks on thursday so he's a puppy <laughs>
2: yeah, and he's learning all the rules how, how, how are the rules going
1: <laughs> so um he's about 90 percent on house training which wow is cool. Um, he doesn't. He sleeps through the night already, which is great. Um, we're working on the biting thing.
0: okay. So am I. So, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, he's good. He's uh, he's uh, he likes the camera. He's being a little shy right now, but.
2: Dad, what um, are you doing, Dad? Dad, you didn't get me ready for this. You didn't tell me I was gonna be on TV today, Dad. I'm not ready.
0: <laughs> I mean, if there was a sneaker closet like that behind me too, I would do exactly what he is doing. So I'm a new guy.
2: Um, yeah. The-
1: might be like his second time ever in here. Like I was to gonna work. say
2: I imagine you don't allow him in here for obvious no, reasons.
1: no. you know he's you know, honest, he only likes shoelaces. He doesn't really like the whole shoe, but like there's a lot of shoelaces in here. Yeah. So I don't want to get him started with that because he's looking, he's like oh, yeah, yeah. Anything bright colors, he's like he's on it. Like absolutely
2: I love it. Well Kai, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah. See you later, buddy. Bye. <laughs> okay, let me take him back down. To no this. problem, no problem. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm
2: obsessed. Well, look, we—that is our first four-legged guest on the show. Now, I'm sure Hazel, Hazel has been in the background before, but Hazel's not a guest. She is kind of like
0: saying, Hazel, Hazel is not about the celebrity life. No, Hazel's no, like, no. I don't yeah. want to be on camera.
2: Exactly. She's just like, please don't. No, no pictures, please. Doing her yeah. best, uh, Kardashian. I don't know no what pictures.
0: my human is doing over there. <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is totally. That is totally Hazel. Um, no, but it. it I, I saw the pictures of Kai on Wells's Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, Kai has got to be on this show." I was like, yeah. "I mean,
1: he was excited. He got a treat out of that because
2: he was good." So nice.
0: I mean, that was a treat for me. So <laughs> highlight of my
2: day. See, Gabby, kicks and shit Let it never be said that we are not here to bring joy to everybody's life in whatever form we can. Dogs, cool. We'll do that too. <laughs> Absolutely. I love so. So Wells yep. man, we want to start from the beginning with you. Obviously, you, everyone can see the fantastic shoe closet behind you and that's only showing, I'm sure, a limited amount of your pairs. Where yep. did it all where did it all begin? When did you fall in love with sneakers?
1: Uh probably in the like 5th grade. Um the first actually no before that. The first pair of like real cool shoes I got was Cement 4 Jordans uh when I was like 7 and I remember like begging my mom i was like i really want these i really want these and this was back when like sears sold jordan wow and so we were there like on a sunday and i was like i really want these I really want these. and at, they were like 30 bucks and she's like that is just too much to spend on the news you're gonna <laughs> uh, but she got them for me and so it kind of just started from there um and so i i was into pretty much everything um and i want to say like fifth grade i got kind of like serious with it of like what i was kind of getting more into like i really liked the barclays and like the jordans and even like the uh the grand hill filas were like my shit like in in junior high school and um and then from there it kind of just took off man um i i will say the the great thing about my collection is that i peaked my shoe size peaked by like the seventh grade so i still have things from like 20 something years ago i never had to get rid of because I hit, like, I hit my size between, you know, between then, so it was good, yeah.
2: Gabby, put the emojis up on the screen. You got the heart. I had to
0: put the emojis like that. Yeah. It just looks weird if I do it, but that's amazing. I feel like that is in itself rare in sneaker culture, to be able to have those kicks. I mean, that's the biggest thing growing up, is that those kicks don't fit anymore for most of us. For sure.
1: Yeah. By the time I started to be able to, like, you know, spend my allowance money on it was fine. I was, like, able to... I still got some of those, some of those shoes hanging around.
2: Wells, you mentioned the Cbs, Charles, the CB, Charles Barkley shoes. I'm like tongue tied today. Cbs, the Grant Hill, the Grant Hill feelers. Dude, mm-hmm. so you were a baller growing up?
1: Yeah, I still play ball to this day. I, like, I just if you look at my Instagram, I just dropped a, a mixtape video today <laughs> of our of our run on Sunday. So I mean, it's much different. But yeah, I've been playing ball since I was like five years old. And um, yeah, I, and it, that was the thing. It was seeing the kids who were a little bit older, and they had the cool sneakers, and I was like, I want to be like that, you know. And so <laughs> I always feel like um, I, I live with this quote from Deion Sanders of, of, "If you look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good." And so. I was like at least
2: if I'm if I'm not going to score I'm at least look nice out there. So yeah. That is 100%. I I live by that motto, right? It's like you like the end result like whatever you're doing, performing, presenting may and not end up being great, but at least I'm going to look good when I'm out there. Nice out there. Yeah. <laughs> um you are talking about basketball. Um were you and you said your mom when you were young, she's like that's too much money to spend on a pair of sneakers that you're going to mess up. Classic mo- you know, parent line. Mm-hmm. It's what they do. Yeah. But were you that kid that was like, oh, let me get, when the East Bay catalog came, you'd be circling stuff and being like, and trying to like, mom. And you're like, you're like in Christmas Story when he would like put the, he put the thing inside the Life magazine in her, in her copy. Yep. Were you living little subtle hints around the house just oh, being like, oh, just curious.
1: That, that East Bay came to the house, it was like black marker on everything. The funny thing is since we're like in, in March Madness now, I remember um, going to her with, it wasn't even for sneakers, the East Bay when they used to sell the full uniforms. Mm-hmm. of, And I circled like the Michigan, the Fab Five, like the whole Fab Five, the Marcus Canby, uh, like everybody. And I was like, this is what, like that East Bay. And then you take it to school and then you come home and be like, and then the next thing you know, you got $1,500 worth of stuff that you're asking your parents. for. It's <laughs> like, show me some grades. You might get, you know, you might get one thing for your birthday.
0: and and they had every color of everything i think that's what it was for me right my parents would be like you don't need 37 colors of the same like adidas straight pants
1: no no you don't like yeah i just need like that that was the thing i feel like the the east bay for me was like man i remember the when the phone posit first hit it and everybody was like that's a 200 dollars sneaker and everybody was like nobody's gonna get this nobody's gonna get this and one kid at school got it over christmas break And I've never been more envious of anything (laughs) in our life because everybody had the East Bay at school and was like, man, nobody's getting this or whatever. And then the kid came back with it. So yeah, that was uh, definitely take it to your parents and and see what you can finesse out of it.
2: classic kid booze, right always try to finesse i mean that is that is what kids live by and it's always that's their thing yeah show me some grades or one of my classic parent lines would be oh, you got a job <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got you got uh
1: two hundred dollars shoe money
0: you know <laughs> how many dishes i gotta do mom i
1: got you, <laughs> yeah, you uh, never
0: enough chores to be able to make up make that up never <laughs> no it's true and i think like Sneaker culture has come so far from there and I just I keep like ogling the collection that you have behind you from some mm-hmm. of like the newer pairs the olders I see a little uh some Yeezys some Nike <laughs> Yeezys back there um and East Bay always had all the brands have you been like a traditional Nike and Jordan head or do you yeah. do you dabble I see some Converse back there I know that's under the Nike family but
1: Yeah Yeah I've been Whole room, to be honest, is all Nikes. Yeah, but yeah, I've been like the Nike loyalist for yeah for the better part of my life. A um, couple of things sprinkled in, in here and there, but for the most part, yeah, all Nike stuff.
2: So you know, you mentioned Nike loyalist. Um, I, I have to ask you, you know, how have you felt just in general about sneakers and the sneakers app, right? And and some of the botched um, releases that have happened, uh, notably, of course, the Trophy Room ones earlier this yeah. year. Um, of course, we know about the West Coast Joe story that got everybody all up in arms. Generally yeah. speaking, h- how are you feeling about Nike as a brand? As you said, you are a loyalist yeah. and your relationship with them.
1: Yeah, I think that like the everybody has the same issues with the sneakers. App. I think if you say that you don't like you're lying. Um, I, I've i gotten to the point where I respect my piece. So I just deleted it from my phone. Um, it's just not like I just know what's going to happen with it. Um, I think that definitely something needs to be done about, like, you know, the the whole bot situation, the reseller situation, um, you know, just giving people more of a fair point. Of view. I do understand that no matter what Nike does, people aren't going to be happy. They could release four million pairs of trophy room ones and eight million people are going to be pissed that they didn't get it. So it's not really like that part, I think, isn't the, you know. The the upset part is more of just having the opportunity, right? Um, You know, we all love shoes, and we all just love to have a fair chance to be able to get on in the morning and at least know that, like, hey, maybe one of my friends got it, or maybe. But like, when you see pictures of one person with 130 pairs, and you're like, okay, and I just, you know, kind of knowing a little bit about what's going on, I'm like, all right, that's like 15, 20 percent of everything that was going to be on that app. So. Um, you know, things like that definitely need to get taken care of, and I think that they're going to be, a, you know, as time goes on, they'll they'll try to get this all under control. Yeah.
0: It's funny because we talk about this a lot about the brand loyalty for Nike on this show and that it's almost like too big to fail. Um, I was on a very interesting clubhouse room around the uh, West Coast Joe scandal of 2021. And I think the founder of K-Swiss was one of the speakers. And he was like, this would never happen for us. Like people would be gone. What is it about Nike that even though the experience is what it is, you know, I mean, you see around me, I'm surrounded by Nike boxes as well. What keeps you coming back?
1: Um, it's just, a lot of it's the lineage, right? A lot of it is, it's not just based off of one exclusive pair of shoes, right? Like every kind of shoe for me tells a story and not, of them, not all of them have to be super, uh, you know, exclusive type shoes, right? Like one of my first uh, favorite Nike shoes was the Air Mission that uh, Junior Seau used to wear. Nobody cares about those. So when they came back out, I was able to get like all the colors because Nobody was really into him, right? So, like, things like that, knowing that, like, same thing, like, a couple weeks ago, the Griffys came back out. People weren't really on him, right? They're just like, wow, nobody really, I'm just like, that was the greatest, one of the greatest shoes of my childhood. I'm gonna buy two pairs of them, right? So, it's things like that. Like, you know, of course, I want, you know, Jordan 1s. Of course, I want, uh, you know, Kobe's and all that stuff. But, like, I get it. And I just, like I said, I respect my piece. And I just say, all right, you know what? If I really, really, really want this shoe, um i'll just i you don't know if i have to pay the extra or whatever go i was fine it's cool like i'm blessed to be able to do that if i need to but yeah i'm not really um you know gonna say like i'm gonna go switch and you know f nike because they don't like no nah, that that doesn't make any sense to me like
2: yeah i love that no i, I also love the fact that you're like for my peace and sanity yeah. I, I deleted the app and i think That's the big thing that so many people like. But right now, it's such like the in thing to do, right? To like post your L's on whatever social media feed. And I'm like, why are we celebrating misery? Misery
0: loves company, Gerard. uh, uh, It it,
2: it sure does. It sure does. But Wells, I I loved your point about because it's a point I always make. It's not that you expect to win. It's that you expect the process to be fair. That's all, and you know it's not because you see someone with a, you're like, wait, well, this ain't fair. Homie's got four hundred pairs of shoes in his, in his room. Like that. Like that's yeah, all.
1: Yeah, it's like that's just the thing. It's like just the process of it. Just when you, you know, you log on at you know LA time at eight o'clock. By eight o'clock on Saturday morning, you look and you're like, oh, okay, this dude has a hundred pairs of this shoe that everybody was trying to get. And now everybody's talking about how upset they are at Nike and at this person. And it's just like, look, at the end of the day, like you're blessed to be able to buy these shoes, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many people who, especially in this last year, who can barely afford to keep their lights on, which are actually cheaper than a pair of these shoes. So there's so many bigger things to fry and like we have to just realize that we're like truly blessed to be in the position of that. And you know, it's 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 upsetting. But you control that, right? Like you can just literally be like delete. I don't even know what's happening. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool. You know, but you go on about your day versus making it, you know, uh, you know, ruining your weekend or your weekday.
2: Perspective. I love it. <laughs> that's that's really yeah. what, what we're talking about here. So let's move. Looking at the at the industry now. Um, we had Jazray Allen Lord on last week, and you know she <laughs> is just a badass chick in in this yeah. industry. Um, we were talking yeah. about. Tinker Hatfield and Kanye West. And there's a conversation about that on Twitter. I'm curious, like as we move forward, do you think Nike is still going to have the same cultural relevancy that it has now 30, 40, 50 years from now, or will like Yeezy and his whole line with Adidas, or even what Jerry Lorenzo is doing, the fear of God, like, will, will that sort of like, you know, supersede or potentially take some of that shine away.
1: I don't think so. I think Nike has a, um, a stamp on every, kind of category right like I I think that if you take away um you know if you take away one thing there's 10 other things that can step into the place and you know for the brand um I I think that it shows that I think that you see um Nike still being able to you know retro and re-retro shoes and people are still on them whereas like other brands they're doing it but it's not at the same type of level you don't get the same type of uh fanfare when it when it comes to it um But I think that, yeah, I think what Jerry's doing is absolutely amazing. I think the jump that he made will totally bring that brand, you know, skyrocketed up, especially into the basketball space where they definitely need the help. Um, You know, and bringing over Jason Maiden too, like I think that's gonna be like huge for them. Um, But I think that there's space for everybody, right? Like I I think that like the kids today have carved a niche out for all of these other different brands um, and they figured out like, you know, Yeezy is here to stay, right? whatever he decides to do he could just rerun these shoes for the next 20 years and it'll be totally just like kind of a jordan effect right but on the the other hand um nike can re-release can just go back to the catalog and just pick a year and then just kill everything right if they say like all right we're going to go back to 1998 and you're like well there's (laughs) they've taken over the whole year right or if they decide oh we're going to go back and re-release starting the, the lebron and kobe one we're gonna just release all the colors again. We're gonna re-release the pennies, the garnets, things that people still want to these day. To this day, a lot of the other brands don't have that, right? Like, there's not a signature shoe that you can say, okay, if such and such releases this, people are gonna go and camp outside or be mad at the app or something like that.
0: I think to that point, though, like a lot of those signature signature shoes, growing up of those players, they don't exist anymore, right? Like the Starbury and whatnot. Well, um, what was your favorite shoe that is not nike that you wish could be brought back
1: the uh, oh man um i was gonna say the Fila Grand hill came back a couple years ago i would say that it's that is not a nike i would probably go with uh what did i used to wear oh man that's such a good question um you know what i would probably go with the original grant hill Fila, not the ones with the patent leather on the outside mm-hmm. but with the big fila on the, on the heel. Like, those would be cool. Like, those would be cool to do. Um, I was going to say the Shaq pumps, but those came back out, I believe. Like they just came back out, yeah. 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 So I, I snagged a pair of those. Those were, like, one of my favorite shoes as a kid growing up. Um, yeah, so probably, probably those, probably the granddad feels.
2: What about the Pat Ewings? Anybody want to rock them Ewings? You know <laughs> what
1: get those Ewings. I had a pair of Ewings. Funny, I had a pair of Ewings, but like they look so funny on me because they're bulky <laughs> yeah. as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bulky. They're, built for, they're built for Patrick Ewing, right? Like I'm not a Patrick Ewing built type dude, so I look crazy um, But I had a pair as a kid. I definitely had a pair. as a kid.
2: <laughs> You That's
0: know, right? That's probably why they look so good on me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You are not Billy Crouch. You stop the, stop the madness. (laughs) Um, But you know, you said something interesting about Nike gets to decide, Oh, I'm just going to re-release this year Mm -hmm. or do whatever. Do you think that is why Jordan brand aside from the Westbrook, why not? They haven't really done much in terms of when they sign an athlete, I'm going to give you a signature shoe. It's like, nah, let's just keep putting you in these these Jordans and keep adding the year here.
1: Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people are going to go for what they've seen before. Right? Like, the jordan basketball shoes perform actually absolutely well right but the the the, the concept of wearing a player specific shoe when you know that there is a regular jordan people are going to choose a regular jordan like chris Paul has like 15 different versions of his shoe he's like the only person you ever see wear them right because people are like i rather just wear retros or i rather just wear you know a, a, a team color edition of this shoe um you know i i think that the the, Westbrook's, the Westbrook shoe is like very out of the box just like him um, and it plays really well but it's like you know people still want to look nice on the court right and like you know they're like if I can wear something cool it's fine but you see like actual hoopers like, what team was it last night? I think Houston mm-hmm. Houston they were wearing a lot of them were wearing the Westbrook so mm-hmm. I think it's more of a team shoe you know team shoe concept where maybe if you're like forced to wear it or something like
0: that <laughs> That makes sense, though. I mean, I, some of the shoes that the guys wear on the court, like I don't know how they ball in. Like I couldn't play in a pair of threes. They look mm-hmm. great, but I couldn't play in a pair of threes. Uh, so yeah. for me, I always wonder because we talk a lot about function versus fashion on this show, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm somebody who likes a KD because I like yep. some of the colorways, but even that is not necessarily considered a fashion shoe in the way mm-hmm. that Jordan is. It with especially some of the earlier retros. So. um what do you think the hardest sneaker is to play in from all of those original um, metros?
1: From originals? Oh, yeah. I would probably agree with between the threes and the ones. Like, I don't know how Kevin played. They're so flat. Like, they're so flat, and, like, you just feel like that there's no... Yeah, like, no. I tried to play in threes before. Couldn't do it. <laughs> tried to play it in ones. Like, I didn't even... I ran up the court one time. I was like, these are coming off. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think Barefoot. it's... It, yeah, I think it's just the the leather is like you know it's kind of thick, um, and I need I like stuff that like I can move around in. I like low top sneakers to hoop in anyway. But yeah, threes are threes are tough. My feet were aching after
2: that. <laughs> it, it is interesting though, right? Because like with so many <laughs> shoes, it's like with the KDs, right? There are certain mm-hmm. lines of those that I'm like, ooh, I like those. Like the nines I like a lot, right? But it's like not every not every one. Like a lot of the later pairs now, I'm kind of like meh. Not yeah. really into them. Oh, you know I love those PEs, the, the the Scrooge McDucks. Those I like those. I'm upset. You're upset. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get my man Chad on that because I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know how I'm gonna ever find those. They probably only one his pair That's and maybe one fun. other one. Exactly <laughs> another laid up. Um, so we talked about obviously your love for shoes, yeah. but you're also you're also a DJ um, yeah. and music. Basketball, I mean, they literally seem like they just belong together, right? Like peanut butter and jelly in a sandwich. So yeah. t- talk to me a little bit about your music love and how you incorporate sneakers into that. Do you rock sneakers when you're DJing? Like is it the whole – talk to yeah. us about, a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, man. I mean music is like – music is life. Um, I've been in, into music about the same amount of time I've been in the sneakers. Like I've always been obsessed with just music and beats and like – just good vibes and stuff like that um it intersects with sneakers a lot like i have gotten a dj for for michael jordan and kobe and um chris paul and michael b jordan like all those guys who are like you know into sneakers and stuff and i always wear like you know my flyest stuff whenever (laughs) i get a chance to, to dj for them um but yeah it's it's a um it's a it's a it's a beautiful cross culture of it because you always hear, like, I always listen for, like, sneaker lines in the in the songs. Um, you know, and, like, I've had times where, like, I've done stuff for athletes and, like, been able to uh, incorporate their name. Like, I hear their name in a song and be able to spin it there, and they look up like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, you know, so things like that. It's it's a, um, you know, I love DJing. I've been DJing since I was a kid, and, um, you know, it's it's one of my, outside of playing basketball, it's, like, my one of my biggest passions, man.
2: What yeah. has been the dopest like run on a DJ set you've done? Cause that's the thing I I always love, right? Is like when, cause you know, everybody's been to a party or whatever and the DJ just goes on this like 10 song run and you're like, yo, dude's on fire right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh man, the the craziest run was probably, oh, there's there's two. One recently was um, All-Star Weekend when it was here in LA. Um, I DJed the All-Star after party for Nike. And it was like you know all the players and everything like that. And I remember between like one and one thirty, that shit was like it was a highlight Hollywood. That shit was like I looked up. It was funny thing, I was in the zone. I was in the zone, and then I just looked up, and I'm like the the building was like <laughs> moving. And um, uh, Kyrie was was at the table next to the booth, and he came up and was like, "Yo, you fucking killing it." Bro. He's like, and I was like. Okay, what you? I was like, what you want to hear? <laughs> and so he says he was like, yo, I need to get in my island bag. So I just went straight reggae for like, 20, 30 minutes, and it was just like, it was just a, a it, it reminded me like, uh, if you ever seen the um, uh, Girls, Them Sugar video by mm-hmm. Beanie, Man. it mm-hmm. looked like it was just, it looked like the walls were sweating, and we were just, just. Bottom. I um, love it. The coolest, I would say, the coolest dj moment for me would probably be um i got to dj in uh, dodger stadium nice crazy like and i got to play futures march madness and that <laughs> definitely wasn't on my playlist but i was like i gotta play this and, and um just like you know be, it's dodger stadium i mean come on now um but just seeing like the you know like players bop into everything and you know like that, that that to me is just like um you know it's so rewarding yeah Uh, because you put in the work to to try to like you know make sure you have the best blends and just to you know keep the keep the stuff upbeat and everything Mm -hmm. so seeing moments like that is always great
2: and it's also like you're you're also part observationalist right because you got to peep the vibe of what everybody's doing when you're there it's like you may come in with the idea of all right we're doing an all-star party i'm cool i know all hip-hop but then you play like a certain genre people are like "Mm." And you yeah. gotta make that quick pivot. and You're like, all right, they're, yeah. they're in this '90s groove right now. Yeah. Let, let me yes. stay that's here for a while.
0: No on repeat. Say, <laughs> that's on <laughs> but no, you're. I mean, it's a
2: curation
0: of that. Yeah, it, I think yeah, that's it, so it is. Yeah.
1: Um, I will say this: the hardest, the hardest person to, the most, not really hardest, the most intimidating person to DJ for was Kobe because he was very like he's a music, he was a music savant, and like. He was very East Coast music heavy. So whenever we would do events, he would leave it to me of like, all right, you gotta bring me out to some shit. And I'm like, all right, so like, what can I do, right? And so the last, one of the last events I did uh, with him, um, he was like, what you got? And I was like, all right, gotcha, gotcha. And so I, when he was announced, I dropped Drake trophies and the place went ballistic. And I was like, okay, that's that's the one. And so, yeah, because it's like you know you don't want to mess it, you don't want to play something whack. No. and you know. Like you can't be
0: playing whack for the Mamba and nah. that. Yeah. No, uh, nah, you got to be like it. Mamba out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, you get that, or you get that death stare that you never want to
0: see. You're like uh, I don't
2: know. about that. I mean, tr- tr- that's I, I, can, I can hear it now. Yeah. Br- 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 right? It's just. I knew it was coming. Uh, <laughs> I knew everybody
0: going do like a dramatic.
2: No, because it. I mean, first of all, as, as you know, though, right, like trumpets and horns are yeah. they're regal, right? Because that's like in, from historical times, that's when they would announce kings and queens yep. and all that. Yep. So it, yep. it, it, it kind of works. So it, it, it's pretty yeah. dope. So yep. I imagine as a kid growing up in L.A., Kobe meant so much to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, so give us a little bit of, of that. Obviously, you give us a personal story, which is dope. And then, like, if you can share mm-hmm. like when you found out what happened like where where were you and what was that experience like
1: yeah so i mean growing up like i mean we're only i think three or four years apart in age so like he was coming into the lakers when i was like in freshman in high school and so it was like damn this dude is like only a couple years older and he's playing for the lakers like that's a dream right um and then just being able to like see his whole uh career and just not even just about basketball like what, what he meant for the city and just the joy of like you know we would win championships and it's like the city would just go crazy and like um, you know, he was like, you know, I got to see Magic play as a kid, but, like, this was different. Like, I was more going into uh, adulthood where, our, you know, like, I mean, even Lakers were expensive when I was a kid. But, like, they are you know, more expensive as an adult. But, like, I was, like, scrounging my chains. Like, I got to go see see Coban play. And, you know, being able to see, you know, him win a championship. I got to go to his last game. Um, you know, like, that was... Sports-wise, the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I still get goosebumps thinking about it. Um, and then you would ask, like, um, you know, his passing. I was literally on a basketball court. Mm. Uh, I was on a basketball court. We checked. We were literally checking the ball up to start the game, and uh, some dudes who had just finished the game before was like, "Yo, Kobe just died." And we're just like, "What, man? Ah, some rumor, you know?" Um, and by the time our game was done. Um, we looked up and there's a TV above the, the court and it was like, you know, showed the news and everything. And I got back to my phone and it was it was the most surreal, depressing day that I can say. Um, because one, it was more of, I have friends who work for him, you know? So the first, my first thought was who was on the helicopter with him? And of course, the first thing you do is pick up your phone, start calling and nobody's picking up their phone. So you're just like, what the fuck you know like everything like that but it it was um you know i don't know if, if the city will ever get over that um you know i think that just the way that everything's happened in the last year from his passing to you know going to his funeral at staples was like it was weird i will just say that like i saw so many amazing moments from that man in that building and then to say like this is the finality of his life just was weird, and then to go from there to COVID and everything shut down, and then the Lakers the championship and Kobe's not here to see it—it's just—it's—it's it's just things that don't make any sense. Um, but you know, all we can do is just you know um, live with the memories that he gave us, um, you know, and continue on that mentality of just like getting shit done, and you know, that's kind of how I operate on a daily basis. I have so many reminders of him like around the house um you know so it's just every time i'm feeling like i don't feel like doing it i see it's like a poster here or like a you know a painting i have over here and stuff like that so um yeah man it's it's a it's a tough one but you know um you know day by day you know day by day it gets better
2: it's so interesting because kobe in so many ways even though right like he's he's a philly guy right and then spend time in italy like he means something to LA that he doesn't mean to any other part of the world, right? And it's it's just so, so, and that includes like China, all these places where like, you know, mm-hmm. billions of people love Kobe. It's just like, it, LA is this special thing. And it's yeah. so interesting because I think so much of everything that happens is timing, right? It's the, it's the age at which he became who he is, right? And with the internet and social media, it's like all these forces, right? Everyone knows the Kobe meme, blowing up a piece of paper, throwing it at the trash can and yelling, right? It's just all those things, like yeah. then sort of like, enhance the myth and the legend right like so like 50 years from now or 100 years from now 100 years from now, we won't be here i can only imagine what kind of stories people are going to tell right like it's going to be like this it's like what it's, like, it's going to make yeah. him sound like he's you know uh some like huge giant <laughs> like yeah. they towered it's among their mortals larger than life you know life. i
0: mean on off the court
1: yeah i mean like you know here in here in la like you know there's a very small route, mount rushmore of of figures right and kobe's at the top of it and it's kobe it's magic and who it's whoever is really good for the dodgers at at that
2: time (laughs) right
1: um but you know kobe what kobe meant to this city um you know went way past basketball he was able to unite this city that is such a divided city right um, and one person was able to singularly bring it together. Whenever the Lakers were playing, or whenever the Lakers were winning, or it's like everybody came together. Those parades are just—I mean, uh, you—I can't even put it into words how amazing it is to see the the mix of everybody in the city. Because, like I tell people who aren't from here, like LA is such a huge city that it's it's pretty much separ- separated mm-hmm. by like people who never come. You know they never come west of here or north of here or south of here um but you know when when kobe was on everybody came together you know and and it felt like his last game it felt like we won a championship but it was like the lakers 17th win of the, of the season but it was like was outside in the streets dancing around like you know it, it was um you know not many people can do that right? yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah. That that was a very interesting sports day NBA because that was the same day that Warriors are going for win number 73. And I happened to be living in the Bay Area at the time. So it was such an interesting dynamic because i i wasn't in la but i I was like i know what the vibe is in la right now but it was this weird thing of like warriors and that was happening here so barrier was very warriors but like there were still pockets of like yo but look what kobe's it was so (laughs) it was such a bizarre bizarre day like i that's a day i'd love to just like go back and just like replay in my mind like what did i do that day because it was crazy yeah
1: i mean it was um i i think i have it on my instagram i the last five minutes or so of the fourth quarter when he started going crazy, I was luckily where my seats were, there was a ledge. And what I did was I put my camera and just put it on record. And it recorded the last five minutes of the game with like no, you know, no touch. It was just, you see the Staples Center just go crazy. And I watched that shit all the time because it's like I was there. And like to feel that energy of like when he hit... Like 55, you start hitting these crazy threes, it's like, this is it. This is the last time we're going to see this dude play. And this is the performance that we get, all while knowing that the Warriors were going to tie the, the Bulls or beat the Bulls record. And the Lakers were were must-see because they were about to win their 17th game of the year. Yeah,
2: it was it was <laughs> A wild sports day. Man, well, we could talk about this stuff for a million hours, but we don't have a million hours. Folks, stay tuned, because coming up next is America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tail, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. Don't go away. What's good, everybody? We're back, and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tail, presented by Another Lane. Listen. Y'all know that it's the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks, you know that. You know that Adina and Chad, husband and wife duo, they run that shit, you already know that. You know about the verified way in which you can get on their platform, the community, the content, looking for those exclusive pairs of sneakers. So the question I have for you people out there, why are you not on anotherlane.com right now? Get there. Level up. Mm -hmm. Seriously. All right, Wells, this is your show, my man. Take over.
1: All right, um, let's see. Where do we want to go with it? All right, so you said to show some uh, some heaters, right? Heaters. Uh, <laughs> let's take it back to, uh, let's go here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of the, the first shoot people started going. About. Um, I was lucky enough to not have to go through stress for those, so that's uh, that was good.
0: I like um, the, that the first pair you grabbed, too, because out of all the beautiful shoes there, that was the one that Gerard goes, look at those photons and I was like, yeah. there's so much to look at, Gerard. Well, I got to so start... I that, that was the first pair.
1: Yeah, I wanted to start it off a little light, so before yeah, we right. get, to, you yeah. know, get into that. Um, these here, are the Atmos Air Max ones, mm. I have like a really cool story about them, um, so a buddy of mine was a... Oh, sorry, I was... I struck out on getting these starting back in 07, and... Um, Luckily, a buddy of mine was happened to be in Japan when they dropped for Air Max Day a couple of years ago, and these happened to be the last ones at Atmos, which were in my size. And he flew to LA with them because he didn't trust uh, shipping them. Hell no, <laughs> and delivered to me. So those are cool story there. Um, I Love that. Let's see. Um, oh, these are cool. These are the uh, the new name coming out. Uh, market yes. converses with a cool little
2: twist to them. Uh-huh. Oh, Wells P, we well. see you.
1: <laughs> Those are cool. Those
2: are cool. Yes. I, I love it. You're like new yeah. name coming out because we don't, don't yeah. want to say <laughs> the old name. Press <laughs> release
0: um, has been issued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: oh, these are cool. Um, Watch the throne. Oh, LeBron nines.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Best, maybe best tour ever. Um, good,
2: th- good tour.
0: Do you keep the oh. boxes when you have a when you have a setup like this? No, because there's
1: really not um, space for that. Like, there's space <laughs> for the shoes not to win. Um, oh, these are cool. So I'm really into women's basketball. Um, and these were a special uh, KO, Kobe. Yeah. Two. yeah. Um, Kobe 10. Yeah. Done for the uh, WNBA All-Star Game. So another good reason of your foot stopping to grow, you can fit shoes when they kind of fall into your lap. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what other one have a cool story? Oh, these, these are secrets.
2: Ooh.
1: I mean, I love those. I mean, you're a Knicks fan, so you <laughs> can kind of put two together on those. Um he's
0: a, he's a seven, right? Yeah. No, right?
1: yeah, no, I wish. I, w- I would send them.
0: Um I mean same.
1: This is one of my favorite shoes. LeBron uh, yeah. to uh Saint Vincent Saint Mary edition. Um one of my faves, like they're just the silhouette of the shoe. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I,
2: I love the homage too to to the roots, you know, back to Saint Vincent St. Mary. That's always nice. Yep. Um
1: let's see, what have I showed you? Oh yeah, so they're playing tonight. Kobe5 USC
2: mm-hmm.
1: Go Trojans fight on um all right I'll give you two more uh, fragment Jordan one oh, my favorite collab. Mm-hmm. birthday gift from a friend of mine it was like hey do you you uh, do you like these? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> do you like I, these? I, I absolutely. Like
1: <laughs> and then those, oh, yeah, these are another one of my faves too. Uh, Fear of God. Yeah. Yellow. And the yellow uh, too, I like that. Yeah, these are like, you wear these out and it's like, everybody's like, what the hell are those movies? <laughs> um, and then so but for my last one,
2: oh,
0: <laughs> oh. oh, 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 oh. That's
2: funny. Okay. Let's ah, see. Wells, Wells ain't no Lowe's. joke. Oh. oh, see. The lows. You know me, Gabs. It's the lows. That's what I'd rock. Those are the lows. So, so,
0: yeah. I'm
1: glad you guys said that. I like the lows way better. Like, I saw them. I was like, I think I'll get the lows. I think the lows are more, um, they have more personality than uh the highs. I feel like the highs look like the. Um, there was like a laser one that kind of mm-hmm. looked like it. But um, yeah, so these are my uh, these are my kids. Um,
2: <laughs> fun. Wait,
1: time out. No, actually,
2: hold on. He's got uh, more, he's got more. I have these. Right now, I'm excited. Let me flip this
0: around.
2: I mean, look, look I like
0: that Wells said, oh, uh, you know which one should I get? And I'm like, I'm getting a second mortgage on my house before I get a pair of those like.
2: These are my kids' uh, college
1: funds. These um, are a pair of Jordan Band Ones, signed by. Inter. And the legend. He said, "By
2: oh. kids' college fund." Yep, that sounds about right. That sounds about <laughs> right. The kids,
1: that's the kids' college funds. So yeah, <laughs> those are for my. Uh, those are my grills.
2: Woo. Wells, man. That was, some, I mean, that was one of those things. He kind of, like, what I loved about this one, Gabby, is like, because we have all different kinds of show and tell, right? People bring out, like, because sure. they're, they're in different rooms in their house, whatever. Okay. They come out, all right, here are my five, whatever. My man just went to his wall, like a library, like, ah, these are nice. Mm, oh, those are nice. Like, I love that. And the crescendo on that
0: one. I'm like, and now I feel like I own no sneakers. I'm like, this is all trash behind <laughs>
2: But that's what we love here, though, right? It's, it's it's all different levels and styles and types of collectors, right? And I know Wells would agree with this. It isn't necessarily about how many pairs of shoes you own, right? That That doesn't make you like whatever no. number one collector it's about what these things mean to you right and and you know the whole fit like when you're putting your outfit together like this is it's about that right because you're like a walking piece of art right when you put the whole right. the whole head to toe together so he's got some choices there when he's deciding all right i'm a canvas today what, what am i feeling like <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no that's the thing I'm, I'm i'm like all about like making sure the fit matches the shoes and then you know just like i said all of them kind of have a story um, and I just love them. They're like, you know, they're like my kids. So, um, you know, I mean, they do get out of hand. You need to clean up the secret <laughs> um, But yeah, no, it's, it's. I, I love, I love
2: kicks. And as long as we keep Kai out of there, there's no problems.
1: Yeah, Kai is definitely banned. from <laughs> He's old enough to realize the investment,
2: <laughs> <laughs> folks. That was Kai's <laughs> got his own room, folks. That was uh, shoe and tell presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace with dope kicks. Seriously, make sure you head over there and check it out, anotherlane.com. And that was another fantastic episode of the Kicks and Shit Show. Wells, we appreciate you, man. Tell the people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. You can find me on all social media at wells underscore p. Very simple
2: listen and if you got that kind of funds hire my man to be your dj you know i mean listen I, he, he dj's yeah. for like important people so i mean you know you gotta like make sure your your, your bread is correct when you come talk to yeah yeah yeah
1: send over, send over the budget
2: we'll talk <laughs> <laughs> like, i love it folks you know where to find us as always we are part of the count the dinks family so you can find us on the bomb podcast feed hey the Bomb podcast feed has got dope shows you got It's Crazy Sexy Cool with the ladies from Las Vegas on there. You got the original OG Bomb Show with Waz, Jerv, Amin, Trey, all the guys, right? You got Woke Bros. You got Growing Up the Same. You got the Rap Name Podcast. Listen, Bomb Podcast Feed. We're so happy to be a part of that family. Check us out. And, of course, we're at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. And until next time, peace.